Hello, my name is Father Ed Feliski from San Alfonso Retreat House in Long Branch, New Jersey. Today we celebrate the seventh Sunday of Easter, and I would like to um, begin with our first reading from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 7, verses 55 to 60. Stephen, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked up intently to heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And Stephen said, Behold, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they cried out in a loud voice, covered their ears, and rushed upon him together. They threw him out of the city and began to stone him. The witnesses laid down their cloaks at the feet of a young man named Saul. As they were stoning Stephen, he called out, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he fell to his knees and cried out in a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. The word of the Lord. I want to focus my attention today on our first reading from the Acts of the Apostles because it is such a powerful story of the stoning of Stephen. St. Stephen is considered the first martyr of the Christian church. What was it about Stephen that so infuriated the people around him to lead them to stone him to death? Well, we'd have to go back a little bit before the, the passage that we just read. If you read chapter 7 of the Acts of the Apostles, you will find a speech that Stephen gives after he was wrongly accused of blasphemy. It's his defense, if you will. He gives a brief history of the Israelites from Abraham to Joseph in Egypt to Moses. And he concludes his speech with these inflammatory, inflammatory words. He says, you stiff-necked people, you have always opposed the Holy Spirit, just as your fathers did before you. Was there any of the prophets your fathers did not persecute? In their day, they put to death those who foretold the coming of the just one. Now you, in your turn, have become his betrayers and murderers. You who received the law through the ministry of angels have not observed it. So Stephen pulls no punches. He insists that they have consistently persecuted the prophets, and then finally he accuses them of murdering the Son of God. There is anger in Stephen's closing words, but there is sorrow too. There is anger that sees a people commit the most terrible of crimes, and there is sorrow that sees a people who have refused the destiny that God offered them. A speech like this could only have one end. And verse 54 says, Those who listened to this were stung to the heart. They ground their teeth in anger at him. They dragged him outside the city, and they stoned him to death. This was a lynching. The Sanhedrin had no legal right to put anyone to death. We see this in the trial of Jesus when the Jewish leaders tried to manipulate the Roman authorities to get them to put Jesus to death. 
There was no trial here, no search for the truth, only mob justice. And through it all, Stephen remains steadfast. Stephen follows the example of Jesus. As Jesus prayed for the forgiveness of his executioners, so did Stephen. As he says his last words in verse 60, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. It's interesting to note that this short passage introduces a character that will substantially change the history of the church and and probably the history of the world forever. The witnesses were piling their cloaks at the feet of a young man, a young man named Saul. Saul would become the great apostle Paul, who would become the great apostle to the Gentiles and change the face of the church forever. But for that to happen, Saul must first undergo undergo a great conversion. At the stoning of Stephen, Saul thoroughly agreed with his execution. St. Augustine once said that the church owes the gift of St. Paul to the prayer of Stephen. No matter how hard he tried, Saul could never forget the way in which Stephen had died and the witness that he had given. The blood of the martyrs would become the seed of the church. And it strikes me that this has always been true. Faith is transmitted by people of faith. We come to believe by the witness of other people, people of faith. And probably if you look at your own faith story, you probably came to believe because of some other person, perhaps a parent, grandparent, um, uh, a sponsor, uh, another church member, somebody who brought you to faith by their witness. Uh, I suspect that this is why the church insists that we gather together on Sundays to worship. We need the witness of each other. We strengthen each other when we share our faith. And we witness most profoundly when we suffer. The secret of Stephen's courage in the face of death is the fact that he can see beyond his suffering and he can see the welcoming arms of his loving God. I pray that we can see the same and that we will be willing to witness to our faith so that others can come to believe. May you have a wonderful day.